Welcome to Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio, hosted by Josh Cantwell and Kyle Gariffo. Strategic Real Estate Coach is where the nation's leading real estate investors, brokers, and agents turn to transform the way the real estate business is being done in neighborhoods across the nation. If you desire to make more money, do more deals, grow your passive income, and build the lifestyle you've always wanted, you need Strategic Real Estate Coach. This powerhouse team is led by Josh Cantwell, a seasoned investor with nearly a decade of experience over 700 transactions and over 5.5 million in fundraising generated for himself and his partners. Now, sit back, listen, learn, and accelerate your business with Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio. So, hey, everybody, what's going on? Josh Cantwell here, CEO at Freeland Ventures Real Estate Private Equity and StrategicRealEstateCoach.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to our Strategic Real Estate Coach podcast and interview series. And as always, I'm super excited to be with you, uh, to be sharing some amazing coaching, training, and stories about real estate, entrepreneurship, leadership, and CEO talk. And uh, love to bring on guests and, and, and talk to them about their expertise and share their story. Uh, about real estate and about their journey of having success in business. Um, hope you've enjoyed all the podcasts. I don't know what your favorites are, but if you have a favorite, definitely leave us a review uh, or a rating um, on iTunes or YouTube or whatever platform you find this interview. Uh, today I am joined by a relatively new friend. Uh, his name is Colby Amarine, and he is one of the nation's leading experts um, at real estate education, specifically for sales conversion, meaning his expertise is really in working with real estate investors, helping them convert more motivated sellers into contracts, finding the pain, finding their motivations, and converting that into uh, sales contracts. And he also has a great story, which we're going to share today. So, Colby, thanks so much for joining me. How are you? Thanks, Josh. Doing well. Glad to be here. Uh, Fantastic. Um, so, Colby, your specialty is really because you really like to communicate with people. You're very natural in a house, very natural working with coaching students, very natural working with motivated sellers. You have uh, a process that you use when you're face to face with a motivated seller. This has become your thing that you really hang your hat on, that you're really an expert at, a, a process to work with that seller to find out what's more important to them and convert them into contracts. And you're so good at it that you have a coaching program that you mentor people who are looking for more uh, sales skills to kind of fine tune their sales skills. So first, talk about that process. What's that process look like? What are some of the, the, the things you ask or the zares maybe that you use to convert that deal? And then tell us a little bit more about that, that coaching program that you run in case our audience wants to engage with you on that. Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, just like you, you hone in on the um, uh, um, raising money, deploying money, and that's kind of the cog, the, the cog of the big wheel that you that you maximize your time to make the most money. I did the same thing, like you said, with the sales. Uh, what I found was when you find what you're a 10 at and you're really good at it, um, yeah, you can have all these businesses and things, but like you can contribute so much to your network and space when you're really good at what you do, right? And so, what I found through this journey of thousands of people, literally in six years, close to 10,000 uh, interviews, need a knee. And I, I, I really pay attention and I focus on studying patterns and people 
uh, went and studied neuro-linguistics programming, which is kind of what Tony Robbins does to you. Um, just studied. Do that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> studied psychology, studied people, got to learning people, plus just my experience of being with people. Over these patterns of time, what I found, what I found was, and I studied every, not everybody, I studied a lot of different training. I've studied the, you know, to the, the, the Grant Cardone's and the, Tony Robbins and Jeffrey Gittimer and David Sandler and all these just eating up all these trainings every single day. And then I would go deploy them and test them. Right. And some of that stuff would work. My old school way was kind of the, the Grant Cardone car sales way where it was just kind of like a boxing match. And it was literally, you know, you punch, I punch, you punch, I punch. And it was like, who could wear who out, who could last longer. <laughs> and man, just I'm actually closing and buying a car tonight. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my wife a, a, a new Yukon Denali. She loves these Yukons, like our fifth one. So we're getting her a new Yukon Denali. And uh, and I was doing the punch car punch with the, the used car sales manager. Uh, I only buy used cars because I never walk off the lot and lose 45 grand pulling off the curb. I'll never do that again. Um, so talking to the guy, it was punch, counter punch. And, uh, and we, we actually punched counter punch the last couple sessions via text. Uh, <laughs> Work the deal out, right? We're going to go sign everything and close and, and uh, drive the car home tonight. So funny that you bring that up. But, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and continue. Yeah, so you punch and punch and, 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 uh, and to, to 90 seconds here. I, I actually bought my wife a 370Z for Christmas. And, nice. and I went in and I did this thing. I just went, I just skipped the sales guy and went straight to the manager, went back and busted the door open. And his people said, hey, look, I do sales. I train sales. I'm not here to haggle and beat you guys up. I like that car. You take that much off and make it work this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be sitting out there. If you can figure it out, I'll buy it. If not, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I'm not fighting. But, uh, and they did. They're they they black and blue, man. I'll just yeah. sit here and wait for your answer. <laughs> we did it. So, so through this process, I was taking these people's training and, and deploying it. And, and that works. It's just kind of old traditional. Um, that took some different kinds of trainings. And what I found was this. Um, um, it doesn't matter if you're selling or if you're buying, you know, it's kind of a paradigm shift. You're bu you're a buyer. You're buying uh, with the, from a home seller. That interview can be the very same as somebody buying coaching. If, if you're an insurance salesman, it doesn't really matter what you sell. This process that I put together, you don't have to be a professional salesperson. People get scared of that. They think I have to have. Um, you do have to have some uh, develop a skill set, but there, I built a process because I started, we started getting a lot of engineers and a lot of uh, left brain people, if you will, in our coaching programs. And then they can't, they can't box, you know, they yeah. just, can't box. They, need a, they, need a, they need a check box system, you know? So I was like, yeah, you need these seven steps. And when I started doing that, you know, do these seven steps in a row, don't go to step two till you finish step one, blah, blah, blah. They fell in love with it. They're like, this is great. Right. And they actually start closing deals. So that was really fun. Um, so through this journey, developed this out, uh, put together seven steps, and basically, I mean, I'll go in really fast. Um, yeah, tell us right. about. Yeah. So what I learned was this. I'll kind of preframe it. What I learned was this. Over all these appointments I've gone on, you you first and foremost, you end up going on appointments that are are, are unqualified, right? which I mean, in the beginning, you should probably just go on every appointment you can just to start developing a skill set. But it's, there's a tipping point there too, where you're like, well, I'm wasting my time. I'm getting one out of 10. I should be getting, you know, three out of five or two out of five. I need to go to five, not 10 appointments, right? Five good qualified ones instead of going to these other ones. But first develop your skills, you know, get all the calls you can. And then at some point you need to start making that shift to qualified people. 
Um, so you're not wasting your time. The second thing is getting clarity. Um, and it's just so easy because once you start listening to what I train on and start listening to people, people speak in vague, they give you vague answers, right? They use wishy-washy terms. They talk to you vaguely. They don't give you any clear uh, answers. And once you can get clarity through the sales process, your life as a salesperson becomes easier because when you talk to Nancy and she says, yeah, sounds good. All things on the up and up. We might could do something together next week. It all sounds good. And you're like, Oh, this is great. It doesn't mean anything. Right. And you, and I teach to just be very clear and go, well, Nancy, what does that mean? Just, just say that. Just yeah. whatever your gut says, Nancy, what does that mean? Exactly. Right. You know, and, and get clarity because what happens is you, you can't focus on the next two or three appointments because you're wondering, well, what's Nancy thinking and, and is she going to call and what does that up and up mean? So I teach to get clarity throughout the whole thing. Look, you're going to get people that are going to tell you, no, that's just a fact of life. And, and if you use my process, you might even get more no's, but I can tell you, you can sleep well at night knowing somebody said no, and you can move on to the next call as opposed to that. What if, and I wonder and all that kind of stuff. And then I always teach too that no, no just means no, not now. No, I don't know enough information. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, and, you still have their phone number. It doesn't mean you can't ever call them again, right? So just, it's okay. You know, you don't take it personally. You just move on. But through that process, here's what I've told. You, number one, most important thing you have to do is build rapport. You, you have to have rapport. If they're not your friend, if they don't like you, uh, you you're never going to buy their house. Yeah. Work, right? A lot of times, even if you agree on price, <clears throat> you yeah. just still back out because- I bought houses $20,000 cheaper than, than the guy before me because- I could build build better rapport. Yeah, yeah, and that guy might have had the price and might have had it locked up and was about to sign a contract, and all of a sudden he's wondering, like, how come this motivated seller won't call me back? Like, we agreed I was going to go back out today. They canceled the appointment or they no-showed. Why didn't? Why aren't they calling me back? And it's typically because you have no rapport, no trust, no bond with that other person on the other side of the table. That's right. So rapport is 100%. You have to have it. You got to have it through the entire seven steps. You got to have it through the whole process, right? If you ever start losing it, you got to back up and, and, and work on that and get it again. And got I teach different techniques on it. Um, it's not just, hey, you got kids, I got kids. Oh, you have a dog, I have a dog. Like, that's not really <laughs> you know, Hey, nice picture back there. I see you got kids too. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, that, that's, that's not a, commonality is not necessarily rapport. Um, in the NLP world, it is actually, um, it's body language, number one. So it's matching body language. It's matching man mannerisms, gestures. It's also tonality. Um, if somebody's fast, if somebody is a fast talker, like I buy from out-of-state buyers. If I'm talking to somebody from Jersey or New York. I mean, I'm a slow-talking East Texan, right? But I have to talk faster. I have to talk louder, right, to a New Jersey, New York out-of-state owner. Oh, with your hands. You know what I mean? Because they, it builds a trust, right? They're like, oh, this guy's like me. Now, if I talk all slow like this, you know, it's just not – they're going to be like, I don't trust this guy, right? Yeah. And down here you're talking to a little soft-spoken – grandma who's been living in East Texas for you know her whole life and you come in there loud and talking fast and moving your hands and landing airplanes like she's not going to trust you either right yeah. so, so just those minor adjustments which you can t control very easily uh build tremendous rapport like instant rapport I used to get knock on doors so you had to have instant rapport I get 10 seconds to get rapport right yeah wow body language is huge tonality is huge massively for creating rapport now once you get into the rapport and there's a whole lot of other things you can do, match and uh, mirror and pace and lead and all this kind of stuff, which I teach in my stuff in my class. But once you're in rapport, 
Well, then you set an agenda. You set, a, you set expectations of why we're on this phone call or why are we at this appointment. But see, people don't trust salespeople because they're like, well, what's he going to offer and when's he, what's he doing, right? What's this guy up to? What's, what's he holding the bag? As opposed to just sitting down and saying, Josh, here we go, man. We're going to meet here for about 35 minutes. We're going to go over some numbers. And, um, you know, and see if this is a good fit. And, and, and Josh, if this is not a good fit for you, Josh, are you okay with telling me no? You are? Okay, good. And on the flip side of that, if, if, if this isn't a good fit for me, are you okay with me telling you no? Well, yeah. Okay, cool. Now, if, if it is a good fit, could you see, could you move forward? Can we say yes today? And, like, you just clarify, I'm going to go over some numbers. We're going to arrive at something. And I'm okay with you telling me no. I'm okay with you telling me yes. But basically what you're telling is I'm not okay with you telling me I want to think about it. I got to go talk to somebody. Like, you know, let's just cut that out. I'm okay with you telling me no, get the hell out of my house. I'm okay with that, right? And right. so I usually use it. I bet that's a good one because that makes people laugh. People typically connect yeah. through it. Does. And here's the funny thing is people. I'm okay with you kicking me out of your house. And I use I that. imagine that would be a great rapport builder for somebody that would be like, look, you don't, you don't like my offer. I'm okay with it. But I would rather you kick me out of your house than tell me maybe. Yep. And the cool part about it is the reason I use an extreme, I do say, you know, get the hell out or kick me out. Like I get like, the reason I use an extreme thing, one for the funny aspect of it, two, because people don't, people really don't want to tell you, no, get the hell out of my house. Right. Like, most people aren't like that. Right. Most people are. So if you give them that option and you give them yes, they really want to, they just, they're kind of conflicted. So they got to go one way or the other. Right. So just define what's going to happen today. And that's the main thing. Set the plan, set the agenda, define what's going to happen. It's super clarity, right? <clears throat> now, once you do that, we got to figure out if uh, we got to, we got to probe for pain, right? We got to find pain. And what does pain mean? Pain is what's the problem? You know, where do you hurt kind of thing? You're like a doctor, like diagnose what's going on here. Is, is it payments? Is it repairs? Is it, uh, you know, what is it? It, it? Man, I've bought so many houses out from under three contracts laying on the table because nobody probed for paint. Uh, one particular property I bought, I did the replace the transmission in her car. Because her problem was, worked at Walmart, her problem was I have a car trouble. And I, the reason I haven't been paying my bills, I struggle to get to work and all this kind of stuff. I need to get to work. I need, I need tires and I need transmission. I went, I went out and looked at the car, figured out what was wrong with the car. And I was like, Hey, you know, if I don't know, I was like, there's never a certain answer, right? I don't know, but if I could, what if I could take care of that? And then, what? You can do that? Yeah. You can fix the car? Sure, I can fix the car. I'll fix your $1,500 transmission if you give me this house at a $20,000 discount. $20,000 sale price, right? <laughs> and they don't know that, like, you know, it, they, it's the problem, right? The problem is I got to get to work. So, um, guys, just listen for, and what's the most painful thing they have, right? And work on solving that problem. Well, once you've identified those problems, that pain, you know, I dig a little deeper. I usually ask three or four questions because people will super give you like a superficial answer. You know, they don't quite, you know, you built rapport, so they're starting to, you know, they got to trust you. But, you know, if you're, if you're still getting uh, beat up and they're not going, answering you deep, if, if you know what that means, if they're not, if you're going deep with questions, personal, trying to get them kind of emotionally stirred and they're got a wall up still, you need to back up and build more rapport. You're out of rapport, right? Because people will tell you, you want once you're in rapport, they'll tell you their deepest, darkest problems. Um, and that's what you got to probe for. Now, once you find that pain, 
you've got kind of your laundry list of how to close them, right? With the lady with the car problem, the pain is the car problem. Yeah, you think it's because I can't make payments, but my real problem is I got to go to work, right? Because even if I get out of this house, I, I need my job, right? I got to go to work. So that's the big pain on that one. So you got to find the pain. <clears throat> Once you find the pain, there's, um, we got to figure out the budget, right? The money, the money part. Now, at this part, in my process, it can be used in any sales. So at this part, this particular budget step, if you will, I like to, um, for like an insurance salesman, I'd kind of want to know what was your budget. For the, for the house buying, I kind of focus this around repairs. Like I don't really talk about what your house worth because that's on my qualifying call. Like, what do you owe on the house, right? That's on my qualifying call when I, before the appointment. So now I'm kind of like, you know, what do you think it'll take to fix this thing up? You know, show them pictures of comps. What do you think it'll take to make this kitchen look like this? Have you called a contract? You know, because they're like, oh, $20,000. Oh, that's interesting. Remember, where'd you get that? Do you have a bid? Have you called three contractors? Have you called three roofers? Have you called three plumbers? Like, you know, basically they're figuring out. And the whole point of this step is for them to go, holy crap, I've either don't have the right bid or I've got a bid and I can't pay for it, right? Kind of probing there. Um, <clears throat> or maybe they're, I've bought houses for people who have all the money in the world. They can fix it all, but they work downtown and they drive and they commute and they're a C-level executive and they have no time. Right. They don't have time to fix that house. Got the money to do it. But, you know, I, then I start talking about the time. Well, do you have this contractor? Have you ever ran a job? You're going to run it on the weekends. You know, if I run one every day, it takes me four months. You know, if you run this on the weekend, it's going to take you a year and a half to fix this house. You right. Right. On all that. Right. Which you can do if you can just show them the numbers. And they're like, ah, I don't want to do that. So <clears throat> now the next step is decision making, figuring out what's that process look like, you know, Josh, how do you make decisions when you make major purchases? Or you, you know, what, how do you make decisions? Because some people, um, some people want to talk to their spouse. Some people can make decisions without it. If you're talking, if you're selling regular stuff in the you know, insurance or product world, it's like, do you, are you the CEO? Do we need to talk to the chief marketer, the chief financial officer? You just got to make sure that everybody's there, right? Now, you're going to figure that out a lot of times on your qualifying call as well. But at the same time, I want to know your process. You know, uh, I just want to figure out how you make decisions because people have different kind of decision making processes. Once I figured that out, um, we're going to we're going to actually start to actually now present our offer. OK, now presenting our offer. Uh, um, presenting the offer. Is uh, sorry, I'm going to issue my computer here. I don't present it on the numbers. Like most people go in there, hey, I give you 20,000, 40,000 for the house. I don't present on the numbers. I present on the pain. Okay, solving the pain. So now you're going to go back to that list of pains that you've probed for, pains that you found. And, you know, Nancy, would it be okay? What I'm hearing you say is if I could take care of this, this, and one and two and three and A and B and C. But this would be a good fit for us and we can move forward. See, never in there am I saying, give me a definite yes. Never in there am I saying, like, I'm not tying them down. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, if I could take care of A, B, C, one, two, three, could you see us moving forward together? You know, how does that look? You know, and most of the time they're like, you can do that. Like it was almost like a doubt of, or a relief of like, wow, really, you can do that. Like nobody's ever presented to me like that. And when you say, 
yes, if you can just sign this right here, we can get we can get started. You can almost have a zero on that contract because it, they're not focused on what are you paying for the house, right? And they're focused yeah. on the end result. They're focused on what the sale of the house. Yeah, what's it going to the pain that's solving or the pleasure <laughs> it's giving them, right? And Tony Robbins talked about Tony Robbins a couple of times. Like he talks about all decision is based on two things: either the avoidance of pain or the pursuit of pleasure. Every single decision comes out of those two things. So it's what you're talking about is like directly aligns up with that. And especially when you're saying, if I could do this, this, and this, like if I could fix your car, mm-hmm. get you to the job at Walmart and do this, this, and this, would that help you move forward? And can we move forward together? That's them essentially saying, yes, I will sell you the house for this price, but not because you're buying the house, but because it solves this Probably. other issue. And it's amazing. That's the, and, and that's true sales. I mean, that's true sales, right? I mean, so many people get focused on it, and it's just inexperience. But they get focused on the number and making sure the, the formula works out, and this is my highest offer, and blah 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 blah. I have bought houses for pennies, man, because it's it's it because it's all about solving that person's problem. And you know, here's the thing: it's very rewarding when you can solve. You know, people are like, well. You gave it. You gave them twenty thousand dollars less than the other person would give them. They could have made twenty thousand more dollars. It's like, yeah, they could have made twenty thousand more dollars, but they wouldn't have fixed their car, right? Because they they hadn't fixed their car in forever. They still hadn't paid for their house. They still haven't been managing their stuff very well. So if you can set them up for success, if you can solve a lot of their problems, man, it's just a, it's just a win win all the way through the deal. Got it. Uh, um, I, and I always give somebody a fair amount of money, right? I would never say. I'm going to buy your house for 10 bucks. Right. I mean, it's like, I, I just did one in December where this, uh, the house had flooded down here. You know, we had the big hurricane it flooded and, um, the house had flooded. They'd read on the sheetrock. It needed so much work. And the, the problem was they needed to move. They wanted to move three towns away. They needed to move. They didn't know how to do that. They just didn't know how to do a lot of stuff. Right. So I literally came in and, and, and gave them, you know, I could have bought this house for 30 grand. I gave him 50 grand for it, but I had a buyer at 95. Like I also told a buy and hold guy, right? And so it was like, I had, I was going to make plenty on that. Sure. I could have got it cheaper, but like, I still wanted them to have money so they could get moved, but I still moved them. Right? I still got the mover. I still solved all those problems because they were trying to pack things up and people just don't think about that. If you, if you, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people out there that never used a mover before. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? Put the box down. Don't worry about that. They would take care of that. And it was just, they were floored when the guys came in and boxed everything up and shrink wrapped everything and put it in the truck. Wow. What? This is crazy, you know? And it was 100 bucks. You know, it was nothing. And so, um, on a, making 40 grand on a deal, you know, I mean, it was nothing. So, <clears throat> um, that's a lot of fun, solving that problem. But wrap up those steps. So, here's the thing. Here, I see this all the time, especially with uh, amateurs and brand new folks. Okay, so I presented the offer to the pain. They accepted it. They signed it. I signed it. I see so many people grab that contract, run out the door, start posting on Facebook. They're so excited, and you should be. That's right. right. But now you've left the seller sitting in the house with the drive-by look like, what just what just happened, right? Um, and so I call this the post-sale step, which is button it up, right? Button up the sale. Um and all it means is paint a vision of the future. Tell these folks what's going to happen. Reassure them they made a good decision, right? Congratulate them on making a you know a decision, uh, and 
just tell them, hey, we're going to get this over. The title. We're not done. A lot of people, a lot of people never sold a house for, and they think that because we signed that paper and you walk out and you gave them a hundred dollar option or whatever, they think they're done. They think you bought it, yeah. right? So you have to explain to them, hey, this is we're closing thirty days out from now. You know, over the next two weeks, we're going to be really busy. In the next couple of days, I'm going to take this paperwork. Just tell them I'm going to put it in the title company. You might be getting a call. There may be some more documents that we need to sign. We're good for now, but there may be some additional stuff we do later. They're going to let you know. I'm going to have a contractor in here tomorrow. I'm going to need to put a lockbox on the door. Just kind of walk through it. Here's what that looks like, right? And some people may be freaked out about that. You may want to put them in a hotel. Like, I don't know. Like, you just need to – you don't want them to panic before the sale's over. They got a month to panic and feel like they made a bad decision. So it's not over. And a lot of folks think it's over when you're done. You've got to just – Strategic account management, to use a corporate word, right? You've, yeah. just got, you've got an account now that's a month-long account, and you need to massage that thing and bet yeah. it and like, be nice to it and let it know what's going to be happening here and there so they don't freak out because people freak out. I and mean, all of a sudden, you got contractors and maybe you got buyers coming in. They're like, what is all this? And I don't want to do this. And, and you know, yes, in Texas, you know, and probably every other state, you know, a contract's binding, and you're, you're never going to force it somebody to sell their house. You know? Yeah. I mean, a contract set contract is not a closing. No. Contract is a contract to close. <laughs> there are several steps that we know, title, escrow, signing documents, earnest money, whatever that looks like for that deal. You gotta button that up and make sure it gets across. And give you another example, like I was at an event, um, a friend of mine, Ryan Moran, owns the domain name capitalism.com. So it is an event every year called Capcom. Amazing. Uh, you know, Stephanie McMahon was there, the chief brand officer for WWE, you know, Vince McMahon's daughter. And uh, Michael Dubin was there, the, uh, the, the founder and CEO of Dollar Shave Club, billion dollar company just got bought out by Unilever. Um, lots of other amazing people there. Well, I met, I spoke on a panel, I'm up on stage in front of 700 people talking about real estate, private equity, apartments, private lending, blah, blah, blah. And I probably got, you know, 30, 40 different people Throughout that conference, it came up to me, gave me a business card. Hey, contact me. I'm definitely interested in looking at investing. I want to hear more about this. How does it work? Blah, blah, blah. So that's all exciting. I get home from, from Dallas. I'm back. I'm like all these new contacts, right? But now the work begins. Very similar to got a contract on a property. Now the work begins to closing. In the private, private money world, it's like I've got all these people that have shown interest but I've got to get them across the goal line as far as what do they want to invest in. I got to build relationships with them, make sure that it's within their, you know, comfort zone, their risk tolerance. And then even when they say, yes, Josh, I'll invest 400,000 with you or 50,000 or 600,000 with you. Then again, that's like the contract that you're talking about still has to close. Um, and so until the money's in the door or until the deal is signed and escrow is closed and you have cash in your hands, your job is not done. So that, you know, that post sale step is, is a big deal. It's like, there's a difference between being on the five yard line and scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Right. Having a contract is being on the five yard line. You haven't scored squat, right? Right. You scored, scored a yeah. touchdown. Back in the early days I've had, uh, I had a lot of deals blow out because, you know, I was that young naive person too. I just decided to have a contract, you know, and just not tell them what's going to happen, and they freak out because they got people coming to their house and just don't know what to expect. So just spend a little time; doesn't take long, and then you just nurture that thing along. It takes you know you got a couple of weeks there to nurture that. And you know, I recommend uh, one of the first things I got was a good um, uh, transaction coordinator. 
uh, because that, you know, otherwise you become a very much a paper pusher, right? Yeah, right. You know, you'd be spending your time out there buying other houses. Um, so, so I have this program all put together. Um, at Closers Room, right? Closers Room, yeah. Closersroom.com, fantastic. All right, yeah, tell us about that real quick. So, closersroom.com, here's what it is. I, I put a, together a little back membership website where I take those seven steps. I break them down in video. I've got a couple of real estate contracts in there. And, uh, and I've got a close that I use. Uh, I call it, the, it's the miracle close. It's the only close I ever use. It's one close. It works with every person. It's bulletproof. It's absolutely. only works 100% of the time. That's right. It only works 100% of the time. And it's only one. And so what's beautiful about that is you don't have to, man, I used to learn 15 different closes and all that kind of stuff. It's one close. It works with houses. It's a, you do it, we do it. You draw a line. It, you just go, it's a numbers close, basically. Yeah. And it, uh, it's a beautiful close. It works very well. Uh, that's on there. All seven steps are on there. Um, and it's and, and it's broken down where you can watch it kind of over and over and over again because repetition is the mother of skill, right? So you need to watch it over and over and over again. And then to accompany that, I do a, a, a biweekly call, Zoom call like we're on here. And, and basically, it's not to train you. That's what the training's for. It is to, you know, hey, I was talking with Bob, Nancy, and Mary. And here's where I'm at with them. I said this, they said that, I'm stuck. What do I do? Yeah. Right? It's more like my focus for the group that gets in the, for the closers room uh, is once you're in my group, it is to get you closing deals. It's yes, I will talk about marketing. Yes, I will help you with business systems and help you with finance and banking or whatever you need. But that call, then that call is all about closing the deal. Because, nice. because you've got to close the deal. Right. I mean, that's every, that's everybody. And I don't use everybody in always a lot, but that's everybody's thing. When you get started, you got to close the deal. You can have the best marketing in the world. You can spend 20 grand a month in marketing, get all the leads you want. But if you're not closing those deals, it, you're just burning it in the trash can. So right. you got to close the deals, right? Um, it doesn't matter. You got the best financing. Well, you have 4% money. Good for you. But if you can't close the deal, right. it doesn't work. Right. So right. you got to close the deal. So that was become my focus. Um, I love it. it uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fun process. I've got a little, some little t testimonies on there. A little quote, the girl put on there. She, she'd been working with this guy forever, seller trying to buy the house. She did a little Facebook uh, post on, Hey man, I used the closure system. I did these seven steps. I felt awkward at first, but it was so easy. I just walked them right down the steps. And nice. that's what I like about it. It makes it simple. It's easy. It's not, you don't have to learn 250 closes and all these kind of things. And you, you know, it's scripts and all that kind of stuff because under pressure, you'll never remember that stuff. Right. I, right. Can, I mean, I can't. Get under pressure, you just you just start talking. So it, you just keep them in these little steps, and it's so easy. Fantastic, Colby. So listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was taking notes. I'm going to repeat these facts. So number one, build rapport. Number two, define an agenda. Number three, probe for pain. Find the problem. Number four, uh, basically, how are we going to close them? Number five is the budget or the money part. Like, is it repairs? Is it comps? Is it time? Uh, number six, the decision making. How do they make decisions? Number seven, present your offer, and then finally, uh, the close, the miracle close that you talked about. Yeah, yeah. And the post sale step, the post sale follow up. Um, and so, Colby's an expert at it. He uses it not only in the real estate business with working with motivated sellers, teaches this to other people in other industries, and the seven steps works. Like he said, it only works. 100% of the time. <laughs> so, Kobe, listen, um, 
Well, this has been a great interview, and well, you know, for the sake of this recording, we're recording all at once, but we're going to break this up into two. I like we had like sort of the first interview, mm-hmm. talk about your life and things, and then the second piece just on the seven steps. We'll break this up into two. It'll be it'll be awesome. So, guys, check it out. The closers uh, closers room www.closersroom.com. If you're interested in working with with Colby directly and uh, and learning his seven step process, learning more about his business, helping him build your real estate company or your sales conversions in really, in really any industry, any niche. Mm-hmm. Um, so Colby, just as we kind of wrap up here, any kind of final parting shots, words of advice, um, anything else that you'd like to pass along to our audience? Sure. Uh, first of all, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate you uh, listening to, to me and then also following Josh and, and coming on this podcast. Um, you know, to circle back to, to one of the main things we said, focus, uh, focus, focus, focus. It's, it's, it's absolutely critical. Um, it, it feels weird at first because you want to kind of chase pennies or shiny pennies, but focus, stay in your lane, get a good mentor that's doing what you want to do, right? Cause you're going to do what they do. You're going to do what they teach you to do. Um, and you can be successful. So stay focused, follow a good mentor. Uh, that's the shortest, shortest path to success is following the mentorship. Um, but man, focus, that's the biggest thing I can tell everybody out there. Uh, awesome, Colby. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate your time, guys. If you uh, enjoyed our uh, time with Colby, uh, again, two-step, because we're going to break this up into two uh, interviews because we've got a lot of great material, a lot of great things we discussed. Leave us comments. Uh, again, we, we monitor all the different platforms where you'll find this for comments. We'll feed those back to Colby. We'll get answers for you. If you enjoyed this, leave us a, a five-star rating review. Uh, if you didn't like it, still leave us a five-star rating or review because – uh, it helps everybody else share, share it. And I know this was a great interview, so I'm not worried about that. Check out the show notes uh, in the video, beneath the video, for more information, contact information for Colby and for his website and other resources. So thanks so much for being here, Colby. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Josh. Have a good one. All right, thanks. Guys, go out. Be daring like I always tell you. Get out in the field. Do your thing. Be daring. All your goals and objectives are on the other side of being daring. Go out, make it happen. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. You're just listening to Strategic Real Estate Coach Radio, hosted by Josh Cantwell and Kyle Gariffo. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next, who you would like us to interview, or if you just want to share some of your success stories in real estate, and maybe we'll talk about it on our next show. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure you subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Josh Cantwell and Strategic Real Estate Coach on Facebook and Twitter. Check out all our awesome free training videos at youtube.com forward slash SREC video. If you want to find out 55 simple and powerful ways to find killer real estate investments, go to 55simpleways.com forward slash podcast right now to download our free report and get a ton of free resources on finding properties and funding properties. And stay up to date on what's happening right now in the real estate industry. That's 55simpleways.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.